Hey, Jeep junkies, on episode 226 of the Jeep Talk Show, we'll hear about where a division of Jeep might be moving to and how quality has affected the 75-year anniversary celebration. We continue our virtual Jeep build. We'll take some phone calls and share a new kind of review. And the show has a potential new theme song from Nikki G. Well, it's no whale song, though. Cannot wait for that. Tony's talking tape of talk. Tammy's talking lube. I'll be talking about tunes. And we're all torqued to spec for this week's Jeep Talk Show. LT Wright knives are handcrafted in Ohio with the finest locally sourced materials. They build everything from everyday carry to bushcraft and even more overland specific. Everything that LTWK builds comes with a lifetime guarantee and is designed from the ground up to be a solid working knife. Find out more online at ltwrightknives.com. That's L-T-W-R-I-G-H-T, knives.com. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And voice First week in G. Well, there's a famous musician that once said it's all about the Benjamins. Apparently now it's all about optimization. In the recent weeks, we've heard, a lar- uh, we heard of large companies doing massive rounds of layoffs, thousands of employees losing their jobs, and for the sake of what? A 3% net gain in one division? Maybe it's all just nothing more than restructuring. Got to keep up with the times, right? Well, FCA can now be lumped into the same pool as these other corporations, as they've announced formally this week that they will be moving production, that's right, moving production of a Jeep SUV from Belvedere, Illinois to Toluca, Mexico. The moves are part of a massive plan to shift production of, a smaller, of smaller vehicles to Mexico while concentrating on the production of more profitable Jeep SUVs and Ram pickups in the U.S. This is all from Marcion, who said that uh, later, who said uh, earlier this week that, quote, overriding principle that uh, the overriding principle that guided the transformation uh, of production was preserving the ability to make any Ram or Jeep vehicle as the company transitions to a new or redesigned model. We ran the optimization exercise with a very clear view of not losing one unit of sales for Ram and not losing one unit of sales for Jeep. Apparently, it's all about sales now. So now, with a twist of the tongue, Marcion also said that there would be a no, there would be no net loss of U.S. jobs, even though there will be some painful layoffs, a discontinuation of two passenger cars made here in the U.S., and the movement of an entire Jeep line to Mexico. Sounds like a lot of loss to me there, pal. So, with the Chrysler 200 being made in Sterling Heights and the Dodge Dart in Belvedere, Ohio, Illinois, and both models have been discontinued, the question that hasn't been answered lies in another question. What Jeep shares the same platform as the Chrysler 200 and Dodge Dart? That's right, the Cherokee. This seems like a little deja vu. If I remember correctly, the XJ was Hecho in El Mexico for a while back there in the day, too, I think. I can't remember exactly. Anyways, this is certainly a huge mess, and I'm sure it'll be sent spilling ripples for weeks. I'll do my best to keep you guys informed on the latest. Now, Jeep has record growth despite quality concerns and still can celebrate 75 years. Sales are strong despite quality issues that have placed it near the bottom of J.D. Power's vehicle dependability study. The study highlights real-world experiences of consumers reporting defects after three years of ownership. Issues have ranged from infotainment confusion to transmission failure. Big spread right there. In 2013, Jeep was fourth from the bottom with 178 defects per 100 vehicles. It placed third from the bottom with 197 defects in 2015, but improved to 181 for the recent 2016 report. In a recent press release, spokesperson for the automaker said, We recognize what they're saying. We continue to improve our vehicles and listen to customers, and still, we've had six consecutive years of growth. So the question arises, considering month after month of record-breaking sales, do ratings really matter all that much? Thankfully, Jeep is kind of a Teflon brand. It takes criticism, but with record market share, it doesn't really affect them. I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. Eh. With a range of vehicles from the subcompact Renegade to Hemi-powered Grand Cherokee SRT, the <clears throat> unique Cherokee, and of course, the ruler by which all others are measured by, the Wrangler, how does Jeep remain Jeep? Well, Wrangler is the halo vehicle, Caldwell said. Jeep has to keep some core of the brand in every vehicle, even if 95% of owners don't use SUVs as they are designed. 
Well, that's definitely me in this category. Jeep has been around since World War II, and the iconic American brand is capitalizing on its heritage during a time of record global growth for crossovers and SUVs. It's been used as everything from American war machine to the Pope-mobile of Pope Francis. But what will the brand look like on its 100th anniversary? College kids, old men, high school girls, CEOs, assembly workers, mountain climbers, southerners, and short shorts, and divot out club queens all drive Jeeps. Universal appeal like that takes decades and to build, to, to build and maintain. They've stayed true to their heritage for 75 years, guys. Just take a look at the 75th anniversary badge with a side profile of a 41 Willys. It's pretty much the same profile as today's Wrangler. To maintain the same, to maintain the same thing over that time is something very special indeed. And I, for one, am proud to be a part of it. And to think, it all started with one simple little vehicle in olive drab. Hey, big thanks to all of you guys out there who continue each and every week to submit stories for This Week in Jeep. If you guys have a response to any one of our stories or you have something you think we should be reporting on, by all means, please send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. And uh, also, too, and Josh, I'm sure you agree with this. If you uh, hear of anything that you think is wrong or just flat out is wrong, please let us know because we'd like to correct it. Absolutely. Wow, seventy-five years, and I thought my uh, my Jeep turning uh, twenty here in a couple of uh, a couple of years was a, a lot of years. Could you imagine hey, having I a seventy-five-year-old Jeep? Hey. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's a Jeep someplace yelling at kids to get off his lawn. So, okay. <laughs> excellent, great, lots of fun uh, hearing about all that, Josh. Thank you for uh, looking all that stuff up every week, and, and to our uh, listeners that are submitting in that uh, that information oh, yeah. for us. What's up, guys? I'm Kobe. And I'm Jason. From Morgan Trail Off-Road. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house. Jeep is off-road. Jeep is about the journey. Jeep has a great story. A story that I want to tell. I'm a voiceover talent, and I'm going off-road with a grassroots marketing campaign to voice for Jeep. Want to join me on the ride? I could sure use the company. Please tag Jeep. Post a link to kb4jeep.com. Add a message and use the hashtag MyJeepStory. Thanks, Jeep Talk Show, and your listeners for your support along this crazy journey. See you on the social media trail. Hey, coming up a little later on Wrangler Talk, keeping things Lubed up is important when it comes to your Wrangler. <laughs> they call that clickbait on the web. <laughs> I'm so bad. It's a they, trap. They used to do that on the YouTube th- a thing where they uh, there would be no girl showing you know cleavage or anything anywhere, but that was the image that somebody would pick just to get you to right. you know the clickbait yep. stuff. So Tammy, excellent job. <laughs> All righty. So uh, <laughs> let me tell you guys about the uh, the Jeep Talk Show. Now, you're thinking, hey, I'm listening to it. Why do you need to tell me about it? Well, there's a couple of specific things I want to make you aware of. The Jeep Talk Show is primarily an audio podcast. We're not trying to be some YouTube sensation. You know how you kids are. Uh, JTS is great for listening while driving at work, at the gym, or even doing that pesky yard work. If you're listening now doing something else, the nastier the better, let us know. Call us. <laughs> let us know. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, or directly from uh, Jeep Talk Show website. Now, we're not discouraging you from watching YouTube, uh, watching us on YouTube, but I can't imagine you spending you know an hour and a half, two hours watching us knuckleheads. But if you want to, that's fine. We're here. So um, anyway, oh, the, also too, I want to mention the new episodes, uh, uh, any new episode of the uh, Jeep Talk Show are available for download each Monday at midnight central time or listen directly from our uh, smartphone enabled website. Um Alrighty, well, cool. Uh, and speaking of YouTube, yeah, there is somebody I found on YouTube not all that long ago, and they had a video in their lineup that really kind of moved me, and I was like, I got to get these guys on the show. And uh, that uh, that is Max Built, founder of the Epic Willys Adventure and owner of Wisconsin's premier off-road shop. Got an interview coming up with him, guys. But uh, speaking of YouTube, you guys need to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Over there at youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Looking for all the subscriptions we can get, guys. So please, by all means, spread the word and tell a friend. And of course, we are broadcasting our show live every Thursday, 10 p.m. Central over on YouTube. And once again, guys, I do have that interview coming up for you next week. So as our podcast listeners are listening to this, it's going to be 
the week after that. So uh, for all of our live uh, viewers, well, it's going to be a little bit longer than that. So uh, guys, stay tuned for... Uh, <laughs> Some of you may never hear it. <laughs> oh, and so if you're uh, stuck somewhere in between in limbo, well, yeah, you're going to be in a, I feel you know, like well. I'm in a time warp. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love the, the difference between live and and, uh, and broadcast. And, and speaking of audio-only podcasts, that uh, interview will be a bonus download. Correct, Josh? That is correct. And, yeah, only, and I'm probably going to have to break it into two parts guys this was a lengthy interview and there's a lot to uh, to get into on that too much to probably do all in one so we may do it in two parts who knows might even give it to you guys all in one kind of depends on how it ends up getting edited down so right. look for that here in the coming weeks guys definitely an interview from the jeep talk show that you don't want to miss out on this is going to be a good one uh, audio only and will be a bonus uh, download so as long as you're subscribed to the show, you'll get it. If not, you'll need to go back to the trough and get some more slop. Well, that didn't come out right. <laughs> so uh, anyway, let's do our uh, ever popular or getting popular uh, Jeep Cherokee from stock to wheeler. Now, uh, last week, hell, I don't remember what I talked about. What was it? It was talk I was talking about armor, I believe. Well, this week, um, we're going to shift gears a little bit from armor and get over to differential gear gears. Uh, the differentials are those uh, semi-round things on your axles. And, you, know, you may think of them as being round, actually, uh, but uh, they're kind of, uh, I guess it depends on the, uh, the, uh, the axle that you use. Sometimes they're uh, almost perfectly round. Sometimes they're more oblong. But anyway, it's the thing that the drive shafts go to, front and rear. Uh, in the, <clears throat> those uh, housings hold the ring and pinion and connect the axle shafts that are bolted to your wheels and tires. They are part of your drive line and get the power from the engine. Gets the, I'm sorry, gets the power from the engine to the road or the trail surface. Not in my case, but to the road. Uh, there's a uh, ratio between the number of turns the internal gears make to how many revolutions your tires make. Uh, the stock gears in the Jeep Cherokee 97 Plus differentials are either 3.07 or 3.55. It's possible they could be 410 or 4.10 gears if your Cherokee has a four-cylinder with a towing package. Oh, and uh, it would need to be a uh, manual uh, transmission too, I believe. Uh, maybe, maybe wrong on that. But uh, 3.55 uh, is uh, for the automatic, 3.07 for the manual transmission uh, for the, uh, the straight six. When you add larger tire diameters, <clears throat> I'm sorry, larger uh, diameter tires, you're changing the overall gear ratio. In other words, how much? How many times the engine turns relative to how many times the wheels and tires turn? So uh, it will take a longer distance for your tire to make one full revolution than it did with a smaller tire or the one that came stock, which I think were they were around 27 inches. Uh, so when you go from a, like a 27 inch diameter tire up to a 33 or a 35, you're dramatically increasing the uh, overall uh, diameter or uh, circumference around that tire. And the tire will actually uh, go further before it makes one revolution. Now, why in the world is this important? Well, you're, in effect, lowering the gear ratio, uh, numerically lowering, lowering the gear ratio. And that means that it, the engine has to do more work to start your Jeep moving. And you'll notice that. I guarantee you'll notice that. Uh, Tammy's probably even going to notice it when she gets those 35s put on, but at least she's starting from around 32s or 33s and, and maybe not notice it as much. So um, uh, from the research I've uh, experienced and I've learned that the Cherokee with an automatic transmission and 33-inch tires, you'll need to change the 355 gears and the differentials to 410 or 4.10 to have the same overall gearing and therefore it, having it feel the same when you take off like from a stoplight or you're accelerating at highway speeds. 35-inch tires would require 4.56 gears or 456. I have 33-inch tires and 4.56 gears. I did this because I have 35 35-inch 35 tires in my future plans. Well, we'll talk more about that later. Before making modification to your differential gears, I recommend you check and verify what makes act, uh, what make axles you have. And I, when I say what make, you would think Jeep. No. Uh, for example, the 97 pluses normally come with a Dana 30, uh, and that could be a high pinion or low pinion. And uh, the rear axle can be a Dana 35 or a Chrysler 8.25. Now, you'll see somebody, if you're a popular on the social media, Facebook, uh, forums like xjtalk.com or wranglertalk.com, you'll see a post every so often about what uh, axle do I have, and they'll post a picture. And then somebody always invariably comes out with this, this chart. 
<laughs> that has all these different uh, differentials, and you can compare those things to, to tell what you have. There's other ways of finding out, and, and I recommend going over to one of those uh, sites that I named, one of the forums that I named, and uh, ask, and people will be there will be happy to help you with that. Uh, I, I, there is a bit of a trick. Um, the high pinion, low pinion is easy. Uh, the pinion is where uh, it uh, comes uh, how you can tell is the pinion comes out in the back and that's where the yoke is that the drive shaft attaches to. If it is closer to the floor of your Jeep, then that would be a high pinion. If it's lower uh, or further away from the bottom of the Jeep, that would be a low pinion. You want a high pinion because that means there's going to be less angle on the front drive shaft as you raise your Jeep up. So anyway, uh, I, I can tell you, I think uh, 2000 may or may not have had the, uh, may, not, may or may not have come with low pinion. Uh, I'm pretty sure the 2001 did. So if you have a 97 or 98, uh, you'd be looking, more than likely be looking at a, a high pinion uh, Dana 30 uh, axle, which is good. So uh, also too, I'll just mention as a side note, um, well, Actually, you may hear uh, arguments from some, but it is widely believed that putting any money except basic maintenance into a Dana 35 is a waste. It's popular call, popularly called polishing a turd. Uh, I share this opinion. The Dana 35s are weak. They are easily replaced with a 97 plus 29 spline Chrysler 8.25 axle or Dana 44. But I can tell you, the Dana 44s are going to be hard to find. When you do, uh, you'll also find out that uh, replacement axles and a bunch of other stuff is very expensive, uh, at least a lot more so than that 100 to $150 Chrysler 8.25 that you can put in. And the only downside to the, the 97 plus Chrysler 8.25 axle uh, are the C-clips. It is almost as strong as the Dana 35. I'm sorry, almost as strong as the Dana 44. But the uh, Chrysler 8.25s before 97 are very similar in strength to the Dana 35. So make sure that you got the right year. <laughs> and 35-inch tires on a Chrysler 8.25 uh, locked should not be an issue. I mean, you can break anything, right? But generally speaking, you'd really have to be working at it. A Dana 30 high pinion is preferred over low pinion due to U-joint binding that can occur after lifting and articulation off-road. There are replacement axles you can use, including a steerable Dana 44. I, I wish they had called it a Dana 45 or a, you know, a Dana 43 or something, because that gets a little confusing. Dana 44 front and back. One you can steer, one you can't. I believe you'll be looking at upwards of $5,000 to replace your axles with Dana 44s. And I'm talking about those ones that okay. come with lockers, and they're all nice and pretty painted black and you know, just, I don't want to say brand new, but damn it, they're close to brand new. So if your Jeep is a dedicated trail rig uh, uh, or not a daily driver, then uh, four low on your transfer case will probably do what you need off-road, although you will gain more crawling power by going into the higher gears, numerically higher gears, and using four low. My plan is to install ARB air lockers front and rear on my 456 geared axles. My Jeep Cherokee is a daily driver, so I am really building a capable off-road rig or weekend warrior. Hell, given the recent floods in Houston, you may <laughs> you may see the advantage of having a capable off-road rig just getting around town during crazy traffic, accidents, and flooding. Josh, uh, now I don't think you've re-geared your Cherokee, and I think you're running 33-inch tires. H have you noticed any issues with the stock... 355 gears before you stop driving your 99 as a daily driver? Yeah, there's a, a couple of small things. Uh, I've got a very large hill on my commute. And when I was daily driving my uh, my Jeep, I would have to kind of, you know, kick down a little bit on the throttle to uh, mm -hmm. to get it to uh, you know, come out of overdrive. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so so climbing steep hills was probably, you know, like on the on the road was probably the biggest thing. Um, there was a couple things when I was playing in the rocks and I'm in low range and stuff that uh, I, I just didn't have that crawl ratio. Oh, really? Uh, it, it was, you know, back and forth between the gas and the brake, having to load up the engine, kind of ride the brake while I'm, you know, giving it some gas and stuff like that. Definitely some tricks. Uh, but, you know, if you're, if you're a competent wheeler, if you know what you're doing, you can get away with it. Is it ideal? Absolutely not. I absolutely wish I had 456 gears uh, with my 33s because I, too, am planning here in the near future to go up to 35s. Uh, I'm, I am running the 33s and I am running the stock 355 gears. Um, and I've been able to do just fine with that. So, 
So, uh, do you do you have any plans? I mean, even if they're not right on the right where you can see them on the horizon, are, are you planning on going with a differential gear uh, change uh, next yes, six months? Yes, I want to. I want to go to with four fifty sixes only because four tens would not be enough for what I want to do. Four ten is a stronger gear set for the axles that I True. have, just because of the amount of pin to uh, pinion gear to uh, to ring gear tooth engagement. Um, but you know, we're splitting hairs here at that point. I've I've uh, I've run for 456 for a number of years now, and I'm not easy on my Jeep, and uh, uh, I do need to change the. Uh, I mean, I've done the the gear oil change, um, you know, during the break in, mm-hmm. but I haven't checked oh, sure. it recently. So uh, I'll let you guys know if I see any uh, any metal shavings in there, which which to a degree is is normal to have metal shavings. You just shouldn't see clumps of metal. Yeah. No. So so Tammy, um, I guess you're going to be learning more about tire changing tire diameters soon. <laughs> When you go from yeah. whatever size tire you have now to the hopefully. 35s you're getting, oh, hopefully you, you've, you've paid, so you'll, you'll get it. Yeah. Uh, so have you already, I don't even know if you've been, uh, if you've already considered this, I know we've talked about it on uh, online before. Uh, have you uh, already checked into whether or not you need to re-gear your, your Jeep? Yeah, I won't need to re-gear unless I go up to 37s. Um, that was one thing I did look into. Um, this the is the face you see of somebody hating you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Rubik now, possibly if I was in my Sahara still, um, but right now the Rubicon totally fine. And you have what year uh, Rubicon? Uh, two thousand fifteen. Okay, so you've got a two thousand fifteen uh, Jeep uh, Wrangler Rubicon, also known as the mm-hmm. JKU. One of the things I learned from Tammy that the JKU yeah. is the four door, um, and uh, so uh, that means, uh, boys and girls, if you want to go to 35s in a Rubicon, uh, and probably not just the 2015, but I like to be specific, uh, you won't have to worry about this regearing. But, you know, uh, it is fun to learn, and it's nice to have uh, the, the deeper gears. And I suspect that if Tammy and I went off-road, uh, we, especially after I got the lockers in, I'd be going every place that Rubicon uh, was going, and uh, you probably wouldn't hear me screaming. No, you probably probably, not. probably wouldn't. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I might be saying, "Tammy, slow down! I'm trying to catch up." No, actually, I'm really slow. <laughs> slow is wait for me. Slow is not bad at all. So anyway, uh, that is uh, our uh, uh, Jeep Cherokee from stock to wheeler, and uh, boy, we're just teaching you guys all kinds of things. And the same thing I mentioned for uh, uh, what Josh was uh, talking about in this week in Jeep. Same thing goes here. You hear something wrong? Uh, let me know. And uh, you can just call in and, and correct the hell out of uh, any of us at 530-675-4102 or use our little speak pipe thing uh, on our uh, jeeptalkshow.com website. And it uh, cleverly has been changed to leave voicemail now. Oh, it's M-A-L-E. Huh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> just looking at the site. Uh, that's a joke. I know how to spell mail. Give me a break. I think I can hear Steve 4.3 LXJ uh, dialing the numbers from here. Oh, uh, my God. To, uh, I can't believe you went yeah. that direction. <laughs> <laughs> now, Josh is subconscious, I can see, calling it because it was mail, but not uh, not not Steve. No, I was talking more along the lines of uh, to give him a piece of, your, uh, of his mind uh, on how strong the Dana 35 is. Uh, yeah, well... I always tell him, now Steve 4.3 LXJ does all his wheeling. He's got like an 8-inch lift. He runs 35-inch tires. Uh, very customized uh, uh, Jeep Cherokee. Even has a 4.3 Chevrolet engine in it. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, he wheels uh, everywhere on a, on a on a Dana 35 as his rear axle. And uh, he talks some uh, he talks some crap where he says, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, it's been working for me for years. And I can always shoot him down because he let out a little information. He's got a Chrysler 8.25 in the shed. So he has a backup, friends. Oh. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get over to our reviews. Uh, Tammy, do we have any reviews tonight? Actually, you know, I received two reviews on my social media sites this week. Excellent. Um, yeah, Blaine, he said, thanks for the ad, which means I added him as a friend on my Facebook page. But anyway, he's like, I just recently found the Jeep Talk Show on YouTube, and I absolutely love it with two exclamation points. And he says, it's pretty cool to see you're in Maryland as well. And then um, I received a comment on my blog post. He goes, I listen to the Jeep talk show every week and I visit your website once in a while. Just once in a while he visits <laughs> well. jeepmama.com. So, but anyway, he's a little OCD or is that CDO? Anyway, CDO. he compelled him to point out a misspelling that I had on my blog. Um, I had 
when I do categories for my blog posts, I put auto maintenance and I spelled maintenance wrong. Anyway, he said, keep up the good work, Rob. And I just like to point out, I, I don't know why I called it auto maintenance. It's a Jeep for Christ's sake. Well, it's an auto. So I mean, it's not like you're saying car. No. Yeah. So I changed it to Jeep maintenance. So that's one of my subcategories. I always, uh, and I misspelled this word. I misspelled, uh, I'm always misspelled maintenance, uh, but yeah. also misspelled vehicle. And that's the one I usually use instead of auto, uh, certainly not car. I don't like saying truck for a Jeep because uh, although I think a Jeep is in the truck class, uh, it's not a truck to me. Uh, no. You can certainly, uh, I mean, they may be having a Jeep truck soon, but uh, my, uh, my, sta- my, my vehicle is like a station wagon more than anything else. So is this to go anywhere badass station wagon? So anyway, Robin Blaine, thanks for listening to the Jeep Talk Show. Now, Tammy, I'm hoping, I'm hoping this next video that we're going to play here is not going to encourage you to go out and buy yet another new jeep because this is for a 2016 jeep wrangler jku it's every odd year so (laughs) So, 213 215 yeah you know that's gonna that's gonna change dramatically as you start uh uh, adding stuff to it because you're gonna think about all the crap you gotta move over or the increased expense that you're gonna have to have uh by uh by trading up like that or the waiting if if you even if you'd had infinite funds, I mean, look at this waiting that you've been going through. So, oh, I know. Anyway, let's get over to this uh, great 2016 Wrangler uh, review. The 2016 Jeep Wrangler Unlimited. The average guy, rough, rugged, and ready to go. On any road, in any weather, the timeless American 4x4 is a perennial candidate for my test drive list. And when this 2016 Unlimited model became available, I jumped at the chance to do a review. Now the Jeep Wrangler is an iconic vehicle. And if you're a car person, if you're a car guy like me, at one point in time, you've entertained owning one. But it's not the most practical everyday driver. So I could get into the pluses, the minuses, what's good, what's bad, but you know what? If you're about to buy a Jeep Wrangler, your mind is pretty much set, and you're not looking for this clown to tell you anything. You want me to shut up and show you the new model, so that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, you didn't really think I was gonna be quiet for the whole video. Let's talk about the interior of the new Wrangler. You know, back in the day, the Wrangler's cabin was pretty basic, as rough and tumble as its ride. Today's Wrangler offers more civilized accommodations with quality materials and solid construction that make it much better as an everyday driver. It's definitely a modern Jeep, so you'll get into this interior and you'll be happy that you have it for years to come. It won't be like, oh, a great exterior and you get inside and it's like, uh. Now, surprisingly enough, there's a lot more space in this vehicle than you would think for your cargo. There's just over 31 cubic feet of trunk space behind the back seats that expands to a healthy 70 cubes with the seats folded flat. But my favorite feature is the Wrangler's removable hardtop. I love the fact that you can pop these two roof panels here and get a nice steady stream of vitamin D. And that's a single person job for the most part. Now, you can also pop the back off and go totally open air, but for that you're gonna need a friend or maybe two. But what makes the Jeep Wrangler so special, so unique and so much fun, is its one-of-a-kind driving dynamics. Elevated seating, truck-like feel, and the power to go places off the beaten path makes this Jeep pretty damn fun to drive. My kids, the two clowns shown here, would have to agree. The 2016 Jeep Wrangler is powered by a 3.6 liter V6 engine that generates 285 horsepower and provides good acceleration. Now overall, I've enjoyed my time with the Jeep Wrangler. It's a versatile vehicle, it's fun to drive, it's built well, again, it's a Jeep. So you feel like you could tackle any road, any weather condition and be okay. So there you have it. 
another honest auto review from an average guy. If you've had your eye on a Jeep Wrangler, and you know you have, you need to put the 2016 Jeep Wrangler Unlimited on your test drive list, and I'll see you next time. But in the meantime, keep pushing play. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I uh, happened across uh, this uh, this gentleman on Twitter and uh, went over and was looking at some of his reviews there uh, on YouTube. Uh, you can uh, check out the Media Mart at uh, youtube.com slash the Media Mart. And uh, he has lots of reviews, not just about Jeeps, all kinds of vehicles. Uh, I think the one that I watched first was uh, about a, uh, a special uh, release of Dr. Pepper. And uh, I'll just... Uh, I don't want to ruin it, but I don't think he was a big fan of this, uh, you know, 100, 200 year, whatever it was, the special bottling type thing. Uh, so, uh, but go over there and watch all those, uh, those videos and make sure you let him know that, uh, the, uh, you saw his uh, video on the Jeep talk show and very nice production quality on that, uh, that video. Very, very nicely done. Uh, and, uh, so, uh, thank you very much uh, for giving us permission to use that on our show. Hey folks, so now something we look forward to each and every week, and you got it, hearing from the mind of Nikki G. I'm, I'm hoping he doesn't curse. I didn't get a chance to listen to this ahead of Uh-oh. time. Uh-oh. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, I don't really have anything Jeep-related this week. Oh, okay, never mind. I figured it's been a while <laughs> since I sang, so... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> We'll see today. I know Tammy's rolling her eyes, and Josh has probably <laughs> mm-hmm. got a look of fear on his face. <laughs> but uh, here we go. Oh, music of sorts. <clears throat> a hymn. A hymn. Once there was a little podcast where we learned about our Jeeps. <laughs> they talked about other things such as outer space and zombies. Yeah. Then old Denver D called in, cussing with a snarl on his face. With a few stern words, he said he put them boys in their place. Jeep Talk Show, you will always be XJ Talk to me. (laughs) XJ Talk, good old XJ Talk. It's a podcast about Cherokees. A podcast about Cherokees. <laughs> yeah, I nailed it in only six takes. All right, guys, I'll chat you later. Have a good one. Bye. Oh, that and was I was cute. and I was afraid the stuttering was going to transition to farting somehow. Rapid fire farting. So I guess uh, I guess it didn't, or maybe that's the reason for the six takes. <laughs> Great job, Nikki G. Uh, you, uh, As you really always. You yeah, you really sold that one. That one uh, was better than uh, than most. So thank you well very done, much, man. Well done. All right, Tammy, uh, that means Josh and I get a chance to relax here a bit while uh, we shut up and listen to Jeep Mama. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for Jeep Mama. Uh, So Tony and Josh, I kind of titled, gave you a title for this Wrangler talk, and it's when it comes to doorless Jeeps, my Rubicon is a virgin. So anyway, I'm excited to announce. I'll get to that in a minute here. I'm excited to announce that a fellow Jeeper friend, CPO from Overclocked-JKU, and that's O-V-E-R-C-L-O-C-K, the number three D-JKU.com. Anyway, you remember him as CPO from Jeep Needs, um, the guy with the DLA, the D-Link adapter. Well, he's agreed to work with me, help me, and share his knowledge of all things Jeep with me. We're going to work together, and which in turn, I'm going to share with you on my blog, jeepmama.com, and here on the Jeep Talk Show, the things I learn. And you know what would be really cool is if I could teach him something about my Jeep, uh, maybe someday. So anyway, today I learned something new from him. Um First, CPO is more than just Jeep needs, by the way. He has his own website, which I just mentioned, and he shares product reviews and Jeep tips. And you can find a link on my blog post from today um, for his website. So anyway, as you know, the Jeep Wrangler, you can go topless 
and you can go doorless. And Tony and Josh, I'm ashamed to admit that I've only been doorless once. And that was in the summer of 2013 with my Sahara. And my Rubicon has actually never been doorless. Shame on me. But you know what? I plan to change that hopefully this <laughs> summer. And so the thing that I learned by watching CPO's video, which we're going to lo- listen to here in a minute, is I didn't realize that gunk can get in your hinges and you should really degunkify it and lubricate your door hinges. So let's check out this video from CPO and see how easy it is. Hey there, CPO here, and it's a sad day when I have to put the doors back on the JK. But I do have a tip for you. Uh, For those of you who are looking for a way to keep your doors easy to remove after a long season with them on, you see all the gunk that gets in the hinges. Now, these bushings are plastic, and they can be replaced, but a lot of times you can clean them up and degunkify your hinges and uh, get them to the point where they're uh, free-moving and also very easy to uh, remove your doors And uh, what we want to do is put some lubrication and anti-seize on there. Look at these hinge pins, uh, how nasty they are. So what I'm going to do first is just use some WD-40 to clean the pins. I know a lot of people use WD-40 as a lubricant or a penetrating oil, uh, but it makes a really great cleaner. So I'm just going to use that to clean these pins. I don't have a lot of corrosion other than just surface stuff, so uh, my pins are in pretty good shape. I'm also going to clean out the hinges here. And uh, it turns out a 45 caliber boar snake works really well for this. Uh, it does have a little brush on the end, but it doesn't really mess up the bushings. And you can see how it just takes all that gunk right out of there. So use whatever you need to, paper towel rolled up or whatever, but uh, just clean those out. Then for long term, I'm using anti-seize lubricant. This is a copper anti-seize from uh, Permatex. Uh, it doesn't take a lot Actually, that was enough to actually put on both pins on that door. And I just spread it around and cover it. Uh, and it'll naturally sort of spread itself around and settle in once you get the doors put back on. But uh, any type of lubrication will technically work. Uh, I tend to just use anises, although some people argue that it, you know, it itself collects dust and dirt and grime. So some people like a dry lubricant like a graphite. Some people use a lithium-based lubricant. The key here is get them lubricated. Your doors will swing much freer and you'll be able to take them off without a hammer next time you want to go doorless. <laughs> Thanks for watching. I'll catch you on the next one. And you know, it's funny because um, I, when I posted this on um, some of my social media sites, some people were talking about how it takes a lot to get their doors off. Some of them are get really sticky. And anyway, so now on to our Jeep Mama product v- review. In the video, CPO mentions a lubricant, the Permatex Copper Anti-Seize Lubricant. And, you know, I had never heard of this before, but I'm going to be heading over to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon to go get me some. And you don't need to use just the copper lubricant. You can also use the aluminum lubricant. It's the Permatex 81343 Anti-Seize Lubricant. And it comes in many different... um, sizes, but the one ounce tube costs only $3.89. And it's a highly refined blend of aluminum, copper, and graphite lubricants. It's for salt corrosion and moisture resistant. This lubricant is ideal for marine use as well. It prevents galling, corrosion, and seizing, and assures for easy disassembly, which you will need to take your doors off. Anyway, suggested applications for easy removal of spark plugs, cylinder head, and exhaust bolts. And they should add Jeep Wrangler doors. Um, anyway, Tony and Josh, some things CPO is working on that I'm excited I'm going to learn about is the 55 Pro Link and Splicer, a cool new cell phone mount, and he's going to help me with my door problem on my Rubicon. That. The fact that my doors are on my Rubicon. So <laughs> I was stay, say. Tuned. <laughs> stay tuned to JeepMama.com and the Jeep Talk Show for more with Jeep Mama and CPO. Uh, great. Thank you very much. And it was great having that video uh, from uh, from Chris, also known as CPO. Uh, you know, I was concerned there at, at the beginning of your, your story when you were talking about your uh, Jeep was still a, a virgin. And then you'd mentioned you'd only had the doors off once. I, I was really concerned that you didn't know um, the true meaning of what a virgin was. 
which which can be a plus in some at, at some uh, cases. <laughs> but that's the difference between the Sahara and the Rubicon. The Rubicon's never have its had its doors off. Now, are, are you planning on any kind of uh, any kind of rack for the uh, for the doors so that you don't have to? I mean, the same thing that happened with your microphone could happen to one of your doors. Your one of your sons could grab it and be using it for a fort or yeah. something. And yeah, really. <laughs> It would be a uh, it would be a cool door for a fort, by the way, but you could probably get killed with anything falling on you. Yeah, I've seen some cool like homemade little door stands that you can put in your garage. So I'm gonna um, look around some more and see what I can do that would be simple and easy. But first, I gotta get crap out of my garage. Oh, don't we all? So, <laughs> yeah, took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, which this weekend, if you're in my neighborhood, we're having a yard sale. Then whatever it doesn't sell, it's going to the dump. But the 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 Jeep doors will not be included in that. Um, no, I thought uh, thought I'd mention you may have seen these, but uh, Best Top has uh, some very nice carts. Uh, now I was only looking for the one for the the TJ. Uh, they do take up space in the garage or, or wherever you keep your doors, but it does make it nice because you can put them in the the little cart and wheel it around. And right, yeah. uh, especially with four doors, I imagine four doors would be quite heavy. Yeah. Um, and they also have little things where you can hang them up. And mm-hmm. sometimes people use, um, what are those called? The swimming noodles to put on some piping so you don't scratch right. them up. And right. so there's, but the rolling one looks kind of, would probably be kind of other neat. than the, yeah, other than the space it takes up in your garage, it makes a lot of sense because, uh, uh, and I know how you like to do things by yourself when it comes to your Jeep. Uh, yeah. you probably would be a lot more likely to be able to handle putting those, taking those doors on and off. If you didn't have to go very far, I have to take them off yep. and then walk them into the, the garage. And, uh, that, man, those things are heavy. I mean, the TJ doors are heavy. I, I don't know about the JKs, but, uh, they're, uh, you don't want to lose your grip on it for sure. Alrighty. Well, great, uh, great information. We sure appreciate that, Tammy. Thank you. <laughs> Alrighty. So, uh, we do have some voicemails. Uh, so go right ahead, Tammy. Um, you know, we love hearing from you, whether it's on our social media sites, but our best way that we love to hear from you is calling our voicemail line and leaving us a voicemail message. It's 530-675-4102, or you can jump over to our website at jeeptalkshow.com and leave us a message. Just click the send questions comment button on the right hand side of the screen. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so after beep, leave your message. I've got a 3.6 liter uh, petrol. Have you guys had any uh, the comments or has any of your listeners talked about what the death wobble is and, and should I be concerned about something that's called a death wobble? Um, I need to get bull bars on front and back and I've got a few things I want to do before I even need to worry about the lift. But uh, given I've purchased this Jeep for a... Um, purely practical family commuter, um, you're throwing your kids up and the wife and in in something that's called a death wobble will uh, probably be a short-lived Jeep owner. Uh, appreciate any <laughs> thoughts on that. Death wobble is all part of the charm of a Jeep. Oh, yeah. That, that, is, that is one of those uh, one of those unique things that I don't think is, is as common in any, any, any other uh, off-road platform uh, more than it is on the Jeeps. Uh, yeah, that is, that is one thing that, that we have covered before in the past. Uh, we have lots of advice uh, for that as well over at Jeep or uh, XJTalk.com as mm-hmm. well as WranglerTalk.com. Uh, really quickly, you know, if you want to uh, just do a visual inspection, you're looking for more movement in the steering components than you should. The track bar is probably num- the number one biggest culprit uh, down at the axle mount that wallows out and allows the axle to move back and forth. Uh, take a look at your tie rod ends and, of course, uh, maybe even give an inspection to those ball joints as well. Uh, There is an inspection process for those. Uh, Probably don't have enough time to go into that right now, but uh, maybe we'll cover Death Wobble in a future episode of of the Jeep Talk Show. So stay tuned. Next couple weeks, we'll probably get to that. Yep. Uh, And uh, I apologize. It sounded like the the message just started all all of a sudden. We had about uh, maybe 60 seconds or so of just silence uh, before uh, there was audio. So uh, uh, we may have missed part of your message there just due to some sort of technical issues with the uh, Google Voice or something, but uh, we do appreciate you calling in. And uh, you sound like you're from Kentucky, but we could still uh, understand what you're oh, saying. Oh, Tony! <laughs> Obviously, a New Zealander or Australian. Uh, so uh, great that uh, uh, somebody's taking the trouble to to give us a call from way down over under or over to the side a little. 
All right. Well, let's get over to uh, Joliet Johnny. If I can find my mouse pointer. Hey, Jeep Talk. It's Joliet Johnny. Today I put a full-size spare in the Renegade. You have to remove this large styrofoam tray. <laughs> then there's this black cover over it that says Jeep. Just ah, remove that. Nice. And uh, the tire fits in there perfectly. I mean, you, you can shut the floor, um, and it and it just works. Uh, looks like there's enough room to put a, a full-size jack back there. And the factory setup was a 12-volt AC compressor and a tire plug kit, so had to do something. Uh, there's a lot of room in there around that tire, so let's see what else I can't wedge in there. <laughs> don't you know don't go across the border and tell them yeah, i was able to wedge a bunch of stuff in there with my tire <laughs> oh yeah i got plenty of storage back there <laughs> never give to give away too much information so uh well that's great and uh you know uh Juliet johnny had uh, contacted me and wanted uh to get with me and give his little uh renegade review and i forgot all about it it wasn't until this voicemail that i remembered uh, oh, you know, this should spawn a new Jeep talk show game. What can you fit in the back of your Renegade? <laughs> well, you know, and we get a bunch of guys, a bunch of people uh, trying to cram as much stuff as they can in the back of their Renegade. And whoever goes over the scale with the most weight or the most items wins. <laughs> well, yeah, I can uh, I can see that turning ugly, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> Well, it would be awesome. Thank you so much for your voicemails. We really do appreciate it. And uh, please keep keep those things coming in. And oh, by the way, if you don't remember, uh, it was just said, you know, a couple of minutes ago, but I'm not judging. 530-675-4102. Or just go over to jeeptalkshow.com and uh, look for the button that says leave voicemail. M-A-L-E. Well, another website you might want to go check out is these guys who have some really awesome knives. It's LT Wright Knives, and these guys do handcraft uh, their knives in Ohio, made right here in the USA with the finest locally sourced materials. They build everything from everyday carry to bushcraft and even overland-specific for us off-road guys. Everything that LTWK builds comes with a lifetime guarantee and is designed from the ground up to be a solid working knife. Guys, lifetime guarantee, that goes a long way in my book. Each piece is constructed with survival in mind. Knives with a proven international pedigree. Guys, they've been there and back. Bushcraft, hunting, camping, overland, and everyday carry models are all available. Their new Bushcrafter HC is an excellent example of an everyman knife able to do everything from help get the campfire started to skin in some game. Being made from 332-1075 steel with a convex edge, you can even resharpen it in the field. These heirloom quality pieces will outlast your adventure. So plan well, drive safely, and carry an LTWK. For more information, go online to ltwrightknives.com. That's L-T-W-R-I-G-H-T knives.com. Man, I, I keep going over to that site looking at those knives. It's just killing me, Josh. It's killing me. I know. I know. Well, you, There's you have some a new really job awesome now. knives over there. Yeah, but you gotta wait, you got to wait a, a couple of 10, 15 paychecks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Some of those. Now <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get to what you pay for. But you need to. You guys need to go over and check those things out. Uh, uh, I mean, you may sit on the the curb there, looking at or window shop there for a while, but uh, uh, I, th- I think it'll wear on you, uh, especially if you like the uh, the the what do you call it? The antler uh, horn type, uh, not sheaves. What do you call the thing on the knife on that you know that you put your hands on? The handle. Is it a handle? I don't know. It's the not not the stabby bit. I, I would call it. Right, I know. Not, not the part that cuts you, but the other part, you know. <laughs> the, the thingamabobber? They should, they should call it uh, not cut you, sucker. <laughs> so it's just the not the stabby bit is my favorite. So anyway, uh, yeah, anyway, go over to ltwrightknives.com uh, and check it out. And if you buy anything from them, make sure you let them know that the, the Jeep Talk Show is who sent you over there. All righty. So uh, tape talk. You know, I've mentioned several times on this podcast that if you want to record an audio segment for the show, just use your Android phone and download Tape-A-Talk. Well, sadly, I'm removing this recommendation due to recently noticing that I can no longer re- record at a sample rate of anything higher than 22 kilohertz per second. Oh. Now, this is probably fine for the normal man, you know, those other podcasts out there, but not the Jeep Talk Show. We like audio quality here. I know you can't really tell, but we do. We really do. Uh, it seems the creator uh, or creators of Tape Talk now want you to pay for their hard work if you want to record at a decent rate. Uh, 
I'm now using voice recorder from Alex. Is that Citrus or Cyrus? Cyrus. It uh, allows wave and up to 48 kilohertz uh, sampling per second. So uh, it also has a has Dropbox support built right into the app. That means you can record an audio file and send it to our Dropbox very quickly. Important for that 4x4 breaking news. <laughs> you know, I joke about that, but that would be, be pretty cool. There's been a rollover on uh, Route 15 of a JKU. Uh, but uh, the and when I say the Dropbox, for you contributors, you know how this works. You become a contributor on the Jeep Talk Show. And we set you up with a voice mailbox. I'm sorry, a, um, a Dropbox uh, folder where you can upload your videos or audio files. So this app will allow you to go straight to that folder that we set up. And, of course, you can use Dropbox or anything else you want to. It doesn't have, just have to be to contact with us. So anyway, uh, check out Voice Recorder from Alex C-I-R-C-U-S and tell uh, Tape a Talk to go to hell. Now, they, they have every right to, to write something and, and request uh, to request you to pay for it. I just, I just don't want to. <laughs> so anyway, that's just cheap me. You got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. because I, I It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yeah, I wanted to get back into an audio tip as we roll into spring and summer. There's only so much I can cover in this aspect of our Jeeps, and I figured this might be a good time as I need to delve into the basics of an amplified system and give you guys some tips when choosing your first amp. Now, before we get into that, though, I wanted to quickly jump back to the last couple episodes where we were talking about steering box and steering pump upgrades that you might want to consider for your own Jeep. Well, like always, we've always encouraged you guys out there to keep us in line when we get something wrong or even offer up your own tips and tricks and advice. Well, Kevin Knabe did just that. I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right anyways. He wrote us an email to help us out with one more option for all of you out there ready to ditch that stock box. He writes, In the last podcast, the Durango steering box was mentioned. While better than stock, it's not the best option. An upgrade from the Durango box is a 2004 four-wheel drive Chevy S10 V6 steering box. It's also a three-bolt and also a direct swap. You're welcome. I was told it's a true ball bearing design, and although I'm not sure if it has if that has to do with the bearings on the worm gear or if it has ball bearings on the ends of the shaft coming out of the box. The Durango box doesn't hold up in a ZJ, especially a V8 ZJ, I'm guessing due to the extra weight. I've been searching for a direct swap that's a little better than a Durango box. The S10 box is recommended by TJ and ZJ owners. Well, thanks, Kevin. I'll keep an eye out for more information on that for both myself and for the rest of our listeners as well. Yeah, and I'm kind of surprised to hear that the box out of a 4,700-pound Durango doesn't hold up in a smaller, also V8-powered rig like a 3,900-pound ZJ. That just goes to show your mileage may vary. In the meantime, guys, if you're considering any mod to your rig, make sure you do your research first. You know, measure twice, cut once, and all that sort of stuff. Okay, now let's get back to juicing up our system. Most factory stereo systems leave a lot to be desired. Lack of power, functions, and ability to integrate with other media devices like MP3 players and smartphones. It's true the OEM technology has come a long way just in the last 10 years even, but too often those features we want most are not included in the base models. So we turn to the aftermarket, especially when we plan and simply need more volume. Yes, high-end stock systems that you pay thousands of extra dollars for and the package they come in with are typically amplified. Of course, when you boil it all down, all systems are amplified if you count the amp and the deck that provides power from the get-go. The higher-end systems may have individual amplifiers on each speaker location, and others certainly have a, an external or essentially mounted amp to power the system. Even those can sometimes need a little love, too. For the case of most of us, though, we bought a Jeep previously owned. It may or may not have come with a stereo, and if it's still got the stock set up, well, chances are it could benefit from some more juice. An amplifier takes a, a low-powered signal and boosts it up or amplifies it to a, produce a much stronger and louder output. They are typically mounted out of the way and once tuned in properly, rarely need to be messed with ever again. We could delve into all the things that go into actu the actual installation of an amp, but that would take too much time for this installment. What I will do is help you choose the right one and give you some food for thought when configuring one for your particular system. Amps come in all shapes and sizes and of course, power ratings too. One of the very first decisions you need to make is how many channels of amplification, amplification do you need? Each speaker is a channel. And in most cases, only, uh, the only time this isn't really true is in the case of a component speaker. You know, the ones that have a mid-bass driver and a separate tweeter. These are sometimes referred to as separates and are considered a single-channel speaker system, even though there are technically two drivers. The speaker in each of the front doors, or in an older Wrangler in the dash, 
are the front two channels. Front left is one, front right is the second, et cetera, et cetera. You get the idea. If there's a sound bar or speakers in the rear doors, or in like the case of a Cherokee in the tailgate, well, those are typically the rear two channels. In rare cases, you will have a center channel and maybe even a sub, and then we get into a whole other dynamic of system design. For now, though, we're going to keep it simple. An amp not only gives you more volume, allowing you to crank up those favorite tunes, but also gives you the ability to tailor frequency range you feed to each pair of channels. For instance, the little 4x6 speakers in the front of YJs and TJs just can't produce the same frequencies as a, of sound as a pair of 6x9s and a pair of boxes in the rear. It's a matter of surface area and power handling, and they just simply don't have the cone size to produce lower frequencies like bass, and their smaller size means they can't take as much power either. So why would you try and force those tiny speakers to play the same sound as the bigger ones? Imagine how that's going to sound when you really crank it up. It's going to distort, it's going to sound like warmed over roadkill with melted Velveeta. Tweeters can't play bass, and subs can't you know, reproduce the sound of a cymbal. So most amps nowadays have built-in circuitry that takes care of this for us. They're called crossovers, and they help ensure we're sending the right sound to the right speakers. Now, with some of the lower end or the bass audio spectrum removed from the signal for just those smaller speakers, we can crank up those little 4x6 plates without worrying about blowing them or distorting the music. Then we can send full-range signal to those larger speakers because, well, they can handle it. This fine-tuning of a system by setting gain levels of each channel and frequency cutoff points for each channel should be done by a professional with a trained ear and a good understanding of audio system dynamics. If space is a concern for you guys, like in the case of most of our Wrangler owners, then one of the new lines of digital amplifiers is going to be the best bet for you. They're extremely small and offer amazing output compared to their solid-state cousins. Both offer the same great features and audio control, but the digital amps are typically half the size or even smaller. Alright guys, I know this is a lot to take in, and some of it could be over some of your heads. But don't worry, there's a ton of great information out there, and a lot of tutorials as well that cover this online in way more detail than I have time to go into here. But if you'd like a more personal touch, well, I offer the expertise of my first class MECP certification and 10 plus years as an automotive electrical expert and system designer. If you have a question about the system in any rig, or if you have a tech question you'd like me to address in a future episode, then please send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com with tech talk in the subject line. Next week, next week, we'll get a little deeper into this with a different configurations for your amplified system. Stay tuned. I think, okay, folks. Okay. Oh. I was just going to say, I think we, uh, we need to start with a disclaimer. Get your num two sharpened number two pencils ready for tech talk. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff to go. Yeah, over. a lot of stuff there. Don't, don't hey, we don't call it tech talk for no reason, guys. Don't feel, is, we get techie. Don't feel bad if you uh, if you were, uh, weren't able to keep up with that. But the great thing is, you can always rewind and listen again and again and again. Or or if you want to download it every time, that's fine with me. So now we're going to go from extreme audio to some Wrangler extreme with Nate from swbcrawler.com. Excellent. This is Nate from SWBCrawler.com, oh, an off-road enthusiast site centered around the Jeep Wrangler platform. Today I wanted to talk a little bit about the things that every Wrangler owner needs to consider when they start modifying their rig, commonly referred to as the snowball effect. I'll cover safety, drivability, and touch a bit on function. The first thing everyone wants to do is get their Wrangler that off-road look by installing some sky-high suspension and some meaty tires. Well, that gets expensive, so it's common for the inexperienced to cut corners and sometimes compromise the safety and drivability of their rig. Here are a few things to consider when lifting your Wrangler. Firstly, the short wheelbase of the two-door JK and all other older Wranglers means that you will need to deal with driveline angles early on. The TJ needs its rear drive shaft angle addressed as early as 2 to 3 inches of lift. There are a lot of solutions from transfer case drop kits, motor mount lifts, and the best but highest dollar solution, the slip yoke eliminator. I'll cover all of these in another installment dedicated to driveline angles. The JK has a newer design, moving the slip joint to the rear drive shaft where it belongs, but will still need the length of its drive shafts addressed eventually. Whenever you move your axles, and more importantly, brake hardware, further from the frame, you'll also need to think about the length of your brake lines. They may look fine at rest, but as soon as you start flexing out that new suspension, you'll be in for a very unwelcome surprise. More room for tires will undoubtedly prompt you to replace your tires with something larger. Larger tires will play with the gear ratio and speedometer tuning for your Wrangler 
Both of these will need to be addressed. Not to mention braking power. Those larger tires have a larger outer diameter, making it harder for your brakes, designed for a much smaller tire, to give you the stopping force you're used to. And don't forget about fuel economy. A lift and larger tires will lower your vehicle's efficiency. Being taller will give it a higher wind resistance. The larger, heavier tires will be harder to turn. For the same reasons, they're harder to stop. And make your engine work harder to get you moving. And let's not forget about center of gravity. I could fill a whole segment on that alone. Don't fret, though. Such is the Wrangler life. <laughs> it's the... So Until true. next time, it's... this is Nate from <laughs> SWBCrawler.com. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or even Google Plus under the handle SWBCrawler. Thanks. I was just going to say, it's the it's the cost for being one of the cool kids. <laughs> Well, great job, uh, Nate. We really appreciate that. And, uh, uh, and, and and I'll just point this out again. He's talking about a Jeep Wrangler, uh, uh, and, and I was talking about a Cherokee, and you hear a lot of the same things that you have to be concerned about. That's because these things are Jeeps. Not to be confused with the Jeeps that don't have solid front axles. The Jeeps that have the solid front axles is what I'm referring to. So the, the drivetrain is very similar all the way back from uh, 1984 and even before, all the way through to 2016. So uh, you learn about a Jeep and how it's put together, then uh, you'll know, at least for the near future, uh, how one how one works. So uh, anyway, let's get over to our wheeling where with, uh, with Josh. Yeah, now this one's going to be a little bit different, guys. We have long since said, if you have something that you want to promote, you have something uh, for our Jeep community out there, then we want to hear from you. And we actually got somebody to call in. Well, not call in. He wrote in and he says, hi, thanks again for helping me spread the word. I own Force Protection LLC, retired Air Force veteran owned and operated. I custom precision cut and install premium shield brand clear paint protection film for nearly all cars, trucks, SUVs, and many motorcycles. My business is strictly mobile. I have the most state-of-the-art van in the industry. I come to you. I cut and install the film on location. I am in need of a customer with a badass Jeep here in the local Harrisonburg, Virginia area to display my product on at my vendor location at Jeep Jam 2016 at the Rockingham County Fairgrounds in Harrisonburg on Saturday, June 4th. I'd like to go over the top on this one. The event attracts over 3,000 attendees with some nearly 200-plus Jeeps, so I'm told. The event is held by the local Jeep dealer. Between you and me, I went straight to the source to make them a deal they couldn't refuse for them to provide the Jeep, and they passed. Yes, they don't like taking free money. <laughs> Anyways, that's why I'm on the hunt to go over the top. Anybody interested can talk. contact me on Facebook, Twitter, at Mobile Paint Film, or here, info at forceprotectionllc.com. For the right Jeep, I'm prepared to offer them an amazing price they won't find anywhere. I've attached an example of what I can computer cut for a 2015 to current Rubicon. And this is just an example. And the Jeep does not have to be a Rubicon. Please, no liberties, no liberties <laughs> or whatever other non-manly Jeeps they make. Please check uh, yes. my webpage for installation picks and product info. www.forceprotectionllc.com. I don't own a Jeep, nor do I know anybody in the Jeep community. So help is greatly appreciated. Thanks. His name is Bradley Jordan. I'm going to be amiss to give out his phone number right now uh, just for the sake of serious inquiries only. Guys, he is looking for a badass Jeep to do a full wrap on and give you a price, uh, pretty much one that you can't refuse. Price of a lifetime, um, a full wrap for your Jeep. It has to be badass. Send an email to this guy. Hit him up on Twitter at Mobile Paint Film or send him an email to info at forceprotectionllc.com. Guys, I hope one of our listeners gets a chance to get on in on that. Do you think purple is badass? No. Ooh, well, no, well, maybe. I don't know. If you, if you got it, if you think you got it, reach out to him. He's going to make the decision, not us. Don't forget, Jeep Junkies, wherever you guys are wheeling, if you pack it in, pack it out. Come on, guys. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. And please, stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. If you guys have a uh, something that you want to promote, if you have a, an event coming up, whether it's a show in China, a cruise in, a club run, or fundraiser, doesn't matter, guys. Let us know. Giving us a call or sending us an email like that guy just did to info at jeeptalkshow.com, and we will get the word out. You know, I would like to see uh, Tammy, because that's this Pennsylvania, right? I'd like to see Tammy driving over there 
and getting a, a Jeep talk show uh, rap. I mean, this is a rap, right? That he's talking about. That, uh, yeah, he's talking rap. Now, the pictures that he sent us, guys, uh, are full raps. Yeah. He, he, the, the image that he had was all of the individual panels all set up for his printer and everything. And he gave us a, a couple pictures of his you van. Know, and guys, yeah, state-of-the-art stuff. I could see my, yours, and Tammy's smiling face over uh, the side of, uh, of Tammy's Rubicon. God. <laughs> Oh, nobody wants to see my mug that big. And driving off road. What the? Who the hell is this person? Thinks she is. Well, let's check out the show anyway. Sold. (laughs) All worth it. Yeah, those things are like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, no, if not more. I know some of the wraps. uh, We've got a guy out here um, uh, in my neck of the woods that uh, is at all the Jeep shows, and and he offers full wraps too. I didn't get a quote for my XJ, but uh, I knew some guys that. we're looking at full wraps for for their Wranglers, and yeah, not it would, cheap. So. It would be it'd be pretty badass though. But it is it, it's is it costs as much as a paint job, and I've been told that it lasts about ten years. Yep, and the good news is you peel it right off like a sticker, and hey, guess what? That shiny paint is all preserved underneath perfectly. That'd be nice. Yeah. Hey guys, in the meantime, make sure you are checking us out uh, on Twitter at Jeep Talk Show. We're on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn.com, iTunes, of course. If you find us on iTunes, make sure you leave us a five-star review and a comment. YouTube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. If you're buying something online, make sure you go to JeepTalkShow.com slash Amazon. Have a great Jeep week. Uh, Find Tammy at uh, JeepMama.com and Josh at TheVoiceOfJosh.com. See you later. Good night. Jeep is off-road. Jeep is about the journey. Jeep has a great story, a story that I want to tell. I'm a voiceover talent, and I'm going off-road with a grassroots marketing campaign to voice for Jeep. Want to join me on the ride? I could sure use the company. Please tag Jeep. Post a link to kb4jeep.com. Add a message and use the hashtag MyJeepStory. Thanks, Jeep Talk Show, and your listeners for your support along this crazy journey. See you on the social media trail.